Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with a returning guest, an awesome person wearing a Christmas sweater. He's a musician, a podcaster, and also a fellow fan of Star Wars. It's Tony Thaxton. Hello! Thank you so much for coming and doing a special Christmassy holiday episode. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm now a member of the Three Timers Club, I believe. <laughs> That's right, the Three Timers Club. There'll Are be the... a Saturday Night Live sketch about it soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you have many Three Timers? Who do you know off the top of your head who the who my elite company would be? For sure, Rebecca Watson. Okay, because she is uh, somebody I do the live episodes with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe my friend Josh Kagan might be in the Three Timers Club. My wife. My All wife, right. who I should remember as I sit here in my home, <laughs> my wife Sarah Scrimshaw is in that maybe the five or six timers club. Yeah, well, know. that makes sense. Uh, so, what do you think of yourself as these days? Because you have an interesting life. You're a drummer for a very successful band. Spent a lot of time was. touring. Yes, was. I mean, you still are, right? Because there's no other I, drummer. Sure, I guess so. I mean, there was a guy after me for a little bit, but then I came back. So, yeah. you know, in a way, so? there's two, yeah. In a way, in yeah. a way. But, uh, and then you do a lot of podcasting. Do you mm-hmm. think of yourself at this point as, like, uh, I am an entertainer? Or do you think, like, I do podcasts with some music on the side? That's a damn good question <laughs> that I have been trying to figure out for about the past four years. Yeah. Because, yeah, I left... I initially left my old band, Motion City Soundtrack. I left in 2013. Reasons I've addressed many times. I'm yeah. very depressed and all. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's Christmas. Let's be fun. Yay. Uh, and when I left, I had no idea what was next for me. Because I kind of always just wanted to play music. And I yeah. didn't really know. There was not much else I ever felt like I was good at. <laughs> and uh, I just, I you know, ended up having befriending a lot of comedians out here and i've always been a big fan of comedy i never necessarily say that i'm trying to do comedy i like to say that i'm comedy adjacent okay (laughs) so (laughs) i live in la so i legally have to have a pod at least one podcast at least two i would say um yeah and and then but also and then you know i went my band did a farewell tour last year so i went back for that and so that was back in my life. And actually, the music stuff has even kind of picked up a little bit again for me now, like doing more like session drumming. And nice. I, I play drums with Don't Stop or We'll Die now. And uh, I don't know that. Oh, that's uh, Paul Rust's band. Oh, nice. Uh, it's Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy. Um, and it's it's just so, so, so stupid in the best <laughs> way possible. It's just the uh, it's so silly. Okay, um, like yeah. the lyrics, the attitude, everything. Yes, they're just they're just goofballs, and it's such a fun, fun, fun time. Uh, we only you know we'll play shows every couple months or whatever, and um, it's 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 super fun because it's like it's combining the two things that I love. I like to play drums, and I like comedy, so it's it really uh, is nice. And it's uh, it, it, Harris Whittles was actually their drummer, okay, and they kind of as you know, kept going a little for a little bit. I think they were kind of just doing some things as just the two of them then, and then um, I think they just wanted to start playing like actual band shows again. Yeah. They've started. They've uh, actually about a year ago. Um, it was late December of last year. They asked me if I would play drums at a show, and then 
uh it's just kind of continued from there so yeah. that's been that's been really fun that's a pretty cool in the search of like who who you are you're obviously a podcaster we'll talk about that a little bit more because it relates to the topic today but also a thing to be is just the go-to drummer for comedy people in los angeles for cool comedy people yeah it's a pretty good thing to be i can't complain about that yeah that's been a really fun thing that has kind of just I don't know. I don't know. I want to say landed in my lap, but in a way I've just kind of, I don't know. I've been around it and befriended these people and they've all been cool to me and yeah, yeah I've started coming to me now. So. Yeah. I think part of it is obviously you're an accomplished drummer. You're a great drummer. So there's this likely, oh, well, this won't be a mess. No, thank uh, you. Well, and when you're thinking of comedy drummer, that sounds like the most atrocious thing on the face <laughs> right. of the earth, right? Like, I got some really funny cowbell moves. They're going to crack you up. Well, you just want me to keep the beat. Uh, so you're a great drummer, but also I think there is that power that gets overlooked of somebody who is just pleasant to be around and is not going to be a problem. Like, I started out life thinking and being taught, like, that's the bare minimum to be a functioning human, much less a professional, to just be vaguely pleasant to be around and not cause problems. And now at this point in our society, I think like, that's golden. You're not an asshole. There's a shining light coming off of you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think I've always, I've never been a, uh, never been a troublemaker really or anything. So like, I just kind of like, I want to be as out of the way as I can be. If you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you. But otherwise, I, I'll tend to be kind of on the quieter side, and I'll stay out of the way. So Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think I guess people welcome me for that reason. I don't know. <laughs> He's so quiet. That quiet <laughs> drummer. He's so good. Uh, so we are going to talk about your obsession with Christmas, and you have a podcast because you're obsessed with Christmas, right? Yeah. So Felice Navipod, correct, is all year round Christmas podcast. All, all year round. <laughs> yeah, it basically started because well, again, I live in LA. I felt like yeah. I had to. <laughs> you know, I I I'd quit the band and I needed things to do and I was like that it could be fun to kind of start a podcast and I I was like, "Well, what could it be?" And I thought about like, "Well, Christmas is a thing that I love." And then I thought of the name Feliz Navipod, and I was like, well, I have to do it now. <laughs> Lead by title, the best <laughs> podcast choice one can make these days. And when it started, it was, I started it like in like late October, early November of 2013, I think. And at that point, I was just like, I'm just going to start this. I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't know if I would just stop after Christmas. And then I was having a lot of fun with this. I was like, I'm just going to do this all year round. Why not? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Why not? And now you do it with Todd Cooper, right? Yes, yeah, uh, my friend Todd Cooper came on board a little over a year ago. I was doing it for a while alone. I liked I liked it, but I uh, really felt like I needed someone else to kind of... I didn't like doing all the heavy lifting myself. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and Todd and I had done another stupid podcast together, and uh, it seemed like it made sense. And plus, he actually is not really a Christmas fan, so it kind of brings the, like, <laughs> the balance, you know? Christmas is back in balance. Yes. All right, well, let's get into your actual obsession, though, because I have, uh, I think I'm on the, in the two-timers club for a Fleece Not right. Pod, which yes. I'm honored. It's yeah, a... well, you were one one BT before Todd, <laughs> and one post. <laughs> and PT. Yes. Yeah. Not after Todd, because he's still there. <laughs> uh, so... I've got a little bit of sense. I think the first podcast I did with you, you were a little bit closer to, here, let's talk about Christmas. And uh-huh. right now it can be a little bit of a launching off point, right? Yeah. Uh, but I haven't really got a chance to dig into, like, why you love Christmas or what Christmas, when you think of Christmas and it makes you happy, what Christmas is so many things. What yeah. is it that you actually love? 
it's well first of all it's it's not a religious thing at okay all. <laughs> um it's just it really like it's as simple as i think just an overall feeling that just makes me happy and excited and feel good um i mean all little kids love christmas i think yeah and and like it was i mean i guess i've talked about this with a lot of people but maybe it's something i should delve into a little more as i'm saying this of, of like i know kids get excited about christmas but i'm wondering as i'm saying all this out loud if my <laughs> excitement was more than usual like cause yeah i i used to just I would not sleep on Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I was so excited about waking up in the morning. Because, you know, we we did the whole thing. Like, I, you know, the Santa Claus thing. But, like, so it was that excitement of waking up in the morning and there suddenly being, like, way more presents under the trees and the stockings suddenly had stuff in them. Okay. And that was just this, like, such an exciting moment. And it was a thing that, like, I never really... Got it. Obviously, the like <laughs> the parts of things suddenly being there is different now. But uh, but like in a way, like I it, I really missed it because I remember then when I be, got a little bit older and like in my teenage years, it well plus my my family. I grew up in Michigan originally, and my okay. family moved to Virginia. I and I'm the youngest of three kids, and so my my sisters stayed back in Michigan, but I moved with my parents to Virginia, and so we were away from family now, and so. And usually we would go back there or they would come visit us. But there were a couple times when um, we didn't or they didn't. And was it just you alone with your parents then? Just um, teenage think, Tony and the parents? I think at least one of my sisters would usually be there. Okay. Um, but it was always different, though. And it was always kind of like, oh, this is this is still nice, but it's not the same um, and then my sister started having kids, and then that kind of like really oh, brought yeah. the fun back in. It it reignited it for me, but yeah. in, a, in a way, it never really went away. But it just kind of brought that like I don't know. I'm not gonna say magical power for the lack of better words. I, I don't, don't know. think there's you can't really get around that word when you're yeah. talking about Christmas. Yeah, in any context. <laughs> uh, so when you were a little kid and you were too excited to go to sleep, was it the I am going to get presents i'm gonna get new things or was it even <laughs> i sound like a little christmas special or was it even more than presents <laughs> was it just the joy of family i would i would love to say that it was the joy of family <laughs> but i think you know if i'm being real yeah when when i'm little you know i'm just excited about the new toys and yeah and most likely gonna be tons of star wars toys because that was all i cared about and it's not that different now. <laughs> but, um, Christmas has only changed a little for me yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Well, now Star Wars is such a part of Christmas now, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it, you know, it was just the toys. But but in a way, I think it was more than that. But I just didn't realize it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, I was so excited about, you know, Nintendo games or toys or whatever was happening. But, you know, then we would also all be together and there were like little traditions maybe that my family did here and there that I just kind of took for granted that then as I got older and maybe they didn't happen every year, then I was suddenly like, oh, yeah, that part. Oh, the presents were just part of this. Yeah. yeah. I think there is something really magical. I think uh, I'll, I'll go right from magic to greed. I think it's normal and natural for kids to be like, I get a present, yeah. you know, like, but for myself, like I was excited about my birthday or whatever, mm -hmm. but Christmas, I think, it was this different kind of joy that got attached to <laughs> the horrible greed of wanting presents in Star Wars <laughs> toys because the world had stopped. So not only did I get the presents, but, like, 
everybody was generally in a nice mood. We ate nice things. We had a day after to play with the toys. And as I got older, I I, and and tried to reconnect to the magic of Christmas for me is like, oh, yeah, certainly it started with the presents when I was a little kid. But it was that sense of uh, secular peace Mm -hmm. of everything has quieted down and stopped for just a moment. Yeah. And to me, that's a part of it. Do you like that part of it where it just feels like you opened everything and now it's kind of quiet and still, and but you're with the people you love? It is nice hanging out with family and everything that day. But I, I will say, and I think this was sort of a feeling when I was a kid, like Christmas morning would be super exciting. But as as I've gotten older, especially, I think in a weird way, Christmas Day is almost... I'm not going to say my least favorite part of Christmas, but like I almost like the build up. Oh, the anticipation. M- yeah. Yeah. Like I like Christmas time. Okay. Yeah. More so than actual Christmas, I think. Because there's sometimes, uh, yeah, like Christmas Day, it's like it's still nice. You know, you get up and give people presents, you get some presents, and you're all together and it's nice. But like there is just this thing about then you finish that part and you're like, all right, well, it's all over now. <laughs> you, you don't cling to the joy of Boxing Day? <laughs> no. That's my next podcast, though. Yes. Police Boxy Pod? Yeah. No, it doesn't work we'll, as well. We'll workshop. <laughs> For sure. As soon as we find a good Boxing Day title, yes. we have to do that Exactly. Podcast. That's how it works. Uh, as an adult, is Christmas Eve then the climax of Christmas, and then Christmas Day is just sort of like the sad cleaning up? That's a good question. I think sometimes it really depends on the year for yeah. me. Because even as a kid, like I used to get really into Christmas Eve. Like my my family used to always have Christmas Eve parties. Yeah, like it wouldn't necessarily be at our house, but like one of my relatives, we would all go to their place or something. Okay, and everyone was together, and you just hang out and have a bunch of food, and sometimes do like white elephant things or something like that. But like that was always just fun and nice and yeah it's one of those things i have like a weird memory of of uh, do you have like (laughs) i feel like i'm all over the place but like i have this like specific weird memory that would make no sense to anyone but like if i think of like the most christmasy feeling i've ever felt is is like going to one of those like big family gatherings on christmas eve and i remember that christmas eve fell on a saturday and coming home from that party and turning on saturday night live <laughs> and you know i was i'd seen saturday night live at that point but i was still pretty young so i hadn't seen it much yeah and uh you know this was like mid 80s i don't know if it was actually like a like they do now the like compilation kind yeah. of christmas episodes i don't know if it was actually a live it seems like they wouldn't have done an actual live episode on christmas eve but maybe <laughs> they did but I can specifically remember it was Jan Hooks and Nora Dunn did those like sister characters, the yeah. kind of like lounge singer. I yeah. forget what they called them, but there was a Christmas specific skit. And then like the rest of the episode was very Christmassy. And I don't know why that stands out so much in my head. Just so like, this is Christmas. Well, that's pretty amazing because A, you're telling me that you like the whole uh, festival of it, the whole season yeah. of kind of celebration and fun. And then the memory that your mind is going to is sort of the continuing party. You've already been to a party, but now you're watching a fun show. Yeah. And the thing that's in the show is comedy and music. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. makes some amount of sense that that's kind of where you would attach to. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So being so into Christmas and having a whole podcast about it, 
how do you feel about the religious and secular divide? Like, it was the first thing you said of like, right. is that like on your business cards? Like, <laughs> I love Christmas, but not that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like it's a thing. I it, it comes up a lot. And I don't really think anybody that's come on the podcast has really been like, it's a religious thing for me. Yeah. But it, it like a lot of people, maybe it was at least kind of for their family when they were younger, yeah. but not so much them in particular. And it was just never that way for me. Like my family's just not very religious. Yeah, it's like I don't know if that's your thing. Sure, it's just it's just not <laughs> yeah. my thing. Like I don't care if that's your thing. I might I might giggle a little bit to myself <laughs> if that's your thing. To be honest, but you know what? If you're not you know if you're not really like trying to push it too heavily yeah. on, on people, it's like you know do your thing. I don't care. Yeah. So in your mind, it is primarily a secular cultural thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, and obviously it has its roots, it, you know, the, the holiday we celebrate now has its roots as much in Christianity as it does in like pagan Yule traditions and all that. Yeah. Um, you think it's mostly just a cultural thing. And yeah. from your perspective, the religious part is like, yeah, some people do that. But yeah. Christmas is when the Starbucks cups get weird and we do songs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now it's when Star Wars movies come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a huge part of the tradition of the last the three years now. Yeah, it's Star Wars, uh, which ties into the celebrating a bunch. So from your perspective then, if Christmas is this big party to everybody, which I, I think it should be, would you ever want the world to distinguish, like, I'm celebrating Christmas A or Christmas B or like... <laughs> You know what? Do it how you want to do it. Like, <laughs> right. like I said, like I'm, everybody does things differently. I'm not trying to like push the exact same idea on yeah. everybody else. Just like I don't want them to push theirs on me. Yeah. Um. You know, do do what you, do what you do. Yeah. People can put their Christ in Christmas, and you can put your uh, Saturday Night Live late night special <laughs> in Christmas, <laughs> yes. and that's fine. Everybody does it what they like. So uh, we talked a little bit about your childhood Christmases. You didn't have this epiphany that you were truly into it until you had lost a little bit of the magic and had to reclaim it. I think so. I mean, I definitely knew that I loved it, but to me, it was like I think I just thought like everybody felt like yeah. I felt when you're when you're a kid. Like you know, I don't know, you're dumb. You don't know anything as a kid. <laughs> and so I'm just yeah, I just assumed like oh, that's everybody felt. And yeah, and literally until I was saying that earlier to you, I was like, wait, maybe everybody didn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah. So what was your Santa relationship? Because Santa obviously is a huge part yeah. of secular Christmas. Yeah. Did you believe in Santa Claus for a long time? Oh yeah, for too long. For too long. Yeah. Was your uh, your realization of the horrible truth horrible? It was no, it was kind of a gradual thing. Okay. Where <laughs> I remember like I think it was just as simple as like I didn't want to not believe. Okay. So and you I, saw the signs and you were in denial. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I remember having friends and even like my cousins and stuff kind of like, you know, saying like yeah, it's not real blah blah blah. blah. And I just was like no way. It's it's that's that's it's true. It's true. Like and, how old are you at this point? Like uh, I'm pretty sure if memory serves me correctly that it was like fifth grade okay. when I finally like was like, all right. All right, I'll accept this. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fairly old. Yeah. Yeah. Although I found out from my, my co-host, Todd Cooper, that I think he hung on even longer. I forget how old he was, but we talked about that before, and he was he was even longer than me. Okay. But I remember it being as simple as I had a teacher that... Like, she was just 
teaching as teachers do one day. <laughs> Can't and, be stopped. And she just kind of made this like throwaway comment, uh, like said something about Santa. It's like, I knew you kids know Santa doesn't exist. So blah, blah, blah. And I remember being like, wait, <laughs> you're a teacher. Why'd you just say that? Did children just start bursting out in tears? <laughs> well, I think I deep inside did. <laughs> the inside tears. Yeah. And so I remember then, I don't know if it was later that day or sometime like pretty soon after that, talking to my mom and being like, Santa, it's, it's, it's not real, is it? If I remember correctly, I think her answer was kind of just, I think, because I think she didn't necessarily want to give up on that for me. Yeah. Also, and I think she was like, well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what a parental cop out. Yeah. And I think with that answer, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. there it is. If you turn it back to me, I know the answer. Yeah. 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 I had a weird relationship with Santa, as I'm remembering it, because... I think what happened was I got so attached to uh, fantasy and science fiction and Star Wars at such a young age that right around my prime believing in Santa Claus time, my mother was kind of on me uh, to check in that I hadn't lost my mind and that I knew Star Wars wasn't real. I have a couple of vivid (laughs) memories. There's like a time we we moved to a city in Minnesota called St. Cloud. And I was Uh like, that's great because it's like Cloud City. And she's like, no, it's a real place. And there's a night where the clouds are beautiful. I'm like, see, it is Cloud City. And she's really like, you know Star Wars isn't real, right? So for her to keep the argument of Star Wars is not real. Lightsabers are made up. But there's a large man who breaks into every home (laughs) in the world. And they're like, you can have one or the other. (laughs) So I think Santa just wasn't discussed much. And I think around the time I was like 16 years old or somebody, some insultingly high age, my mother was like, so Santa, bro-. like, mom, God's <laughs> sake, we know Santa didn't. This is ridiculous. But if one of those, if one of those things were real, yes, which one would you rather it be? Oh, which one would I choose? Yeah. Oh, Star Wars in a you second. You want Star Wars yeah, to be would, real. Yes, I, that'd be great. <laughs> it would end so many fan debates. But if it was real, <laughs> would those movies still exist? Would they be documentaries then? I think they would. <laughs> okay. I think there would be somehow we would discover that there's some Jedi holocron that has been passed to creators. All right. All right. And George just cracks something open. He's like, wow, this is great. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, or maybe it's the kind of thing where those events or events very much like them happen, but they're being misreported slightly right. by George Lucas. And then you can make up your own like, maybe that part didn't happen. Maybe this part did happen. It's, the, it's like the, fans do anyway. Yeah, it's like a million little pieces. <laughs> it is. It's a story of storytelling. Uh, if you were going to entertain the idea that Santa Claus was real, uh-huh. how do you justify the magic in your mind? Like, Exactly what you're asking, kind of with the Star Wars thing. It's so fascinating to put Santa, take Santa away from this holiday that is, you know, religious in some parts and secular in other parts, uh, but so tied to that holiday, and just put him in the same world as Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Star Wars. Like, okay, but what is the magic? Is it does he freeze time? Does he clone himself? How does he actually do it? If you were going to be like utter nerds about it, well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Your parents raised you well. Uh, I think that it would be the answer. I would if I had a child that asked me that. I would probably have to do that, or or then I then I like then I will bring religion into it. It's okay. Like, well, no one no one understands how how Jesus did the things he did. <laughs> did the things he did. You know all that Jesus stuff he did. He walked on some wine, right? He walked over a lake of wine. Is that that's a Jesus thing, right? Because <laughs> I think I think it was like I think I either didn't 
really think about the logistics too much as a kid or if i did i think it was just like i don't know it's just one of those big mysteries it's just magic yeah yeah i was thinking about this the other day uh because these are the kind of things that just wander through my mind and i was thinking a (laughs) a fun thing to tell children because it would be really scary is just like well of course santa doesn't physically come to every home there's no way he can do that uh, what it happens is the spirit of Santa possesses your parents or guardians or loved ones. And they, you know, their uh-huh. eyes glow red. And then in the middle of the night, they set up <laughs> presents and they have no memory of it. And that's the magic of Santa. <laughs> he turns your parents and loved ones into basically his Santa minion zombies. Wow. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> All right. On a successful pitch meeting as well as podcast. I mean, I'm a big Hollywood bigwig. So you're talking yeah. to the right guy. Excellent. Uh, I wanted to talk to you, speaking of talking to the right guy, about music. Because you are, I mean, you're a drummer, but you also, like, uh, you wrote a theme song for my Star Wars podcast, yes. Force Center. You do lots of, like, here's a full song. Mm-hmm. You're doing those for your, your Patreon, too, putting yeah. out lots of cool Star Wars songs. So you are a musician. Uh, how important are songs and carols to your Christmas experience? Uh, pretty big. I uh, again, I think it's it's things that have it has changed a little bit over the years. Like, I think when I was younger, I maybe didn't seek them out as much. Like, it would just be like you just they're just there. They're just there, floating you, through you, the shopping malls and whatever yeah, car you get into. Yeah, and I think. I think really it's almost as simple as technology now because it's like so easy to get anything now. Yeah. So yeah, I like have like a huge like playlist I made for myself on Apple Music that you know I'll I'll break out. I think I waited until Thanksgiving this year, but I think I think the last couple of years I might have even been listening pre Thanksgiving. Okay. So before and, uh, or after the meal, when does Christmas season break for you? When the playlist can come out. It just like yeah, it depends on the year. Like it would, it used to always be post Thanksgiving, and it did do that again this year. But uh, yeah, it just really depends how I'm feeling. Like okay. uh, if I'm just feeling like I want it, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny myself. Pre Halloween, would you start uh, that early, or does that mess up the the season for you? I doubt I'd go that early. Okay, but it, but at the same time, um, another thing that I like is, and it's a thing we do on the podcast sometime. I don't know if we ever did it with you. Uh, where we just we I, I'm constantly searching for just like the worst Christmas songs. <laughs> okay, and so that is like a year long thing of me just like trying to find like really just laughably bad or just really weird yeah. Christmas songs. So that's I mean I don't necessarily then sit and listen to them, but it is a thing of like research. Oh, so it's always and, on your mind. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. always looking for it. All right, do you have an actual favorite, either because it's good or because it's so ironically awful? Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of both of those. In the last couple of years, my favorite changed. Uh, what's Father Christmas by the Kinks? <laughs> I do not know this. It's great because it, it's it, it's Christmassy, but it's it's also just like a cool rock song, um, which is nice because I think that is the trick with Christmas songs is, you know, for for a while in like you know fifties and sixties, like those songs kind of like just had like this specific. Thing. Like, I'm not going to say they all sounded the same, but they all kind of, like, had at least the same kind of vibe to them. Most of them wanted to evoke that feeling of faux nostalgia, that longing for a time that never quite was, but then successfully yeah. created in later generations this image of exactly what Christmas was. Obviously, yeah. it's all tied up in World War II and longing <laughs> to be home and all that, but it does. they all evoke this very much, like, I just want to be by the fire with the people I love, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's become like a, a challenge, I think, now for people that put out newer Christmas music is like, how do you make a new Christmas song? Yeah. Because it, it, like there aren't, we've had this conversation a bunch of like, what's the last, like, what's the newest Christmas song that you hear every year? And I think our answer that we've came up with was the Mariah Carey all I want I for want Christmas, Christmas is, you. is you. And that's 20 something years old now. <laughs> so nothing else has really broken through. Yeah. Cause it's such a time where artists will cover old songs. Yeah. I don't know how much artists are actively trying to be like every December, I'm going to cut another album and one of them is going to get the classic or if it's just going to come from a movie yeah. or some other source outside of just going to the studio and making an album. So yeah, people put out Christmas albums every year, but yeah, a lot of it ends up just being like covers of things you've heard a million times and they don't really do anything new to it. It's just, yeah another version of it which sometimes it works and sometimes it's just like yeah whatever that's great so yeah i I like when you can find one that still like feels christmasy uh but yet is is different and that's what i yeah father christmas by the kinks okay and i I found one the last couple years uh by a british band called the future heads that i like a lot (laughs) and they have a song called christmas was better in the 80s (laughs) and it's seriously a badass song i love that song is it sincere or is it mocking that christmas is very obsessed with nostalgia i think it's sincere because i i i think it's kind of more like just thinking about like when you're because I think they would have been kids in the right. 80s, and I think they're kind of like reminiscing to that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how much Christmas is a time to go back to, I mean, people literally physically go home if they live mm-hmm. in a different place, uh, but also that attempt to go back to your childhood, mm-hmm. which is like partially what your obsession is, of realizing I had something really, really special when I was six and didn't quite know it. Yeah. So now on purpose as an adult, I'm going to recreate that. That's fascinating that even modern songs would be like, <laughs> that means there's going to be like, you know, man, the Trump years were the best time for Christmas 30 <laughs> years from now. Well, it's because we can all say Merry Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck that. Anyway, uh, it's my fault. I said it. I'm, my bad. I'm bad. So what makes, I want to ask you as a musician, what ingredients do you need to make it a Christmas song? Because like, could somebody just play a totally normal rock song, middle of a rock song, and say Christmas every once in a while. And is that a Christmas song? Or does it need bells? Does it need a sense of nostalgia? Does it need a unique perspective? What right. makes it a Christmas song? I mean, it, it's hard to say. Because, I mean, I, definitely all of those things are ingredients. And it's like you can write a song however you want to write it. Maybe you just... Right, like uh, my friend Chris Farron uh, put out a Christmas album a couple years ago, and he has a little like message he wrote to the record buyer on the back, basically talking about he's always loved Christmas, and he wanted to make a Christmas album, and he he was trying to figure out how to do it, and he was like he just made the realization, oh, I'm just gonna write like I always write, but have the setting be Christmas, and I thought that was kind of like a a, a fun way to do it, but there is something about like if you just say Christmas and reindeer and eggnog and all these things like it does work in a way like it's like it's as simple as that sometimes but then also you know the second you put some sleigh bells in it and yeah then it's like okay now it's really it's really that's sealing the deal right there and that's been a thing i've and i someday when i am ambitious enough and have enough time i would like to do like an ep or something where i just cover normal songs 
but turn them into Christmas songs. <laughs> that would be so great. Because I feel like you, that's all you have to do is just you add some sleigh bells and replace like a keyboard line with with like church bells kind of. Yeah. And, and um, maybe change a couple words here and there. But okay. Yeah. It's like a thing. I just I'm surprised more people haven't done that. I mean, it's um, kind of the the joke that starts off uh, the controversial film love, actually, of trying to jam a a different hit into being a Christmas hit. Yeah. Um. So an EP of that idea would be great. Yeah. I mean, I'm just just acknowledge it right out front. Well, actually, uh, I I had that idea and wanted to do it, but then I found out, uh, and it's now snuck its way onto my Christmas playlist. <laughs> uh, cheap trick, a couple of years ago released on some compilation i want you for christmas which is just i want you to want me but it's they changed it for for christmas instead of to want me and it's the same song otherwise there's like a little intro to it but other than that it's the same song so you search for you hunt for the ones that are just unbelievable like i can't believe why anybody made this those are those are really fun to find like and sometimes they're just like as simple as like, God, this is so dumb. They're, like a big theme is is those like, all I want for Christmas is blank. Okay, and it's <laughs> it's just something stu- you know. Like I found one recently. All I want for Christmas is a Spice Girl. Like you know, just like dumb things. And it's like a country song. It's like, it's like, I, is that funny? Like I don't like. What's no. the? <laughs> Are they? Do they mean it as like one of the Spice Girls? Yeah. So mm-hmm. all I want for Christmas is to possess another <laughs> Apparently human so. being. Yeah. Yeah, that's not so, a great one. Yeah, there's a lot of those kind of songs of, of just like, yeah, just insert. There's also a lot of like sa- of songs about Santa losing weight or going on a diet. and things. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, yeah, you can find a lot of the same theme. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's the something awful happened to Santa yeah. or a reindeer. Yeah. And then and <laughs> Santa's them... doing something sexual or I want to do something sexual to Santa. <laughs> right. <laughs> and unfortunately, there's too many that are just nothing. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, this this sounds terrible. And then I'll check it out. And it's like, yeah, this is bad, but it's not like fun bad. Because <laughs> I'm always trying to find the fun, you know, ones that we're like. You know, you can laugh at, but sometimes they're just like boring. You're like, all right, there's your your joke. You want a dog with horns for Christmas. I don't know why I said that. You want a small, satanic animal. (laughs) Uh, I have to ask you about Little Drummer Boy because for me, like, that is the dumbest, most beautiful (laughs) song. Like, the actual song, I think, is like relatively good. Uh huh. Like, because there is something about like that desperation of like I have nothing else to give, so I'm going to give you the worst present imaginable. Which <laughs> right. is just, just I'm going to stand in front of an infant and go bada 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 bada. Because kids love loud noises. Kids love loud noises. I mean, it's it's a joke that has been made a million times, but the inherent thing that's funny about it to me will never stop being funny to me. Yeah. How do you feel about it as a, a drummer and a huge Christmas fan? I'll be honest. Is my that playlist that I've spoke of that I've made? Actually, I think the only version of that song that's on it is like a joke version. It's like Scott Aukerman and Jimmy Pardo doing it, <laughs> and it's, they're basically doing the David Bowie Bing Crosby version, but it's those two goofballs doing it. It, it. Yeah, it seems like it's the one I'm supposed to like. Yeah, but it just it's fine. It's just it's it's one. It kind of bores me to be honest. Like yeah, I, I tend to like the more fun Christmas songs, right? And yeah. that one's a little more serious and i feel like i remember my parents giving me i think it was like a mug (laughs) one year that like had like a picture of a boy playing and it had like the lyrics to that song and 
I hadn't, I, I think at that point I'd never even heard that song and they were then trying to like explain it to me and I was clueless and, and <laughs> that was, and yeah, that song just never, never really did it for me. Yeah. Do you like other religious songs, songs that are based in religion or do you just go for the secular and the campy and the ironic? The, the ones that are a little more serious that I like tend to be like, there's been a few people that have done some more modern ones that yeah. aren't, you know, super churchy or anything and and just like uh oh this is just like a nice song set at christmas time okay yeah 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 we just finished watching star wars the song <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much. <laughs> nice and festive all right i gotta ask you about movies too because i think this is part of the what the whole season is is that we all have this uh uh catalog of specific songs in yeah. movies and and foods and we all is a culture largely even you know because it's so secular consume these things do you have a favorite holiday movie there's definitely a lot that i like picking an actual favorite it seems like it should be a thing i'm like oh boom yeah that's yeah. the answer but with movies there's just like a handful that i will want to throw on uh throughout christmas time but I almost have more of an affection for certain Christmas specials. Oh, than movies. okay. But there, again, a lot of Christmas movies I do like. You know, Christmas Vacation was a thing that I watched a ton, and okay. like, I still watch Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas, and you know. And then I like I I like the things that are Christmas movies that aren't really Christmas movies, like Die Hard yeah. and Gremlins and those things. And Trading Places is another <laughs> fun one like that. But um, like the big thing that actually is like the most Christmassy thing that I like have to watch every year and then it like officially feels like Christmas and I actually have not watched it yet this year uh is a TV special it was the Muppet Family Christmas okay I think it came out in 87 and it was actually the last Muppet thing that Jim Henson did before he died wow it was a few years before he died but that was like the last of that like actual like you know Kermit and Piggy and Fozzie and yeah. all of that group and again, that's a thing that I remember watching the night that it aired and loving it at the time. I remember not even knowing it was going to be on. I remember just like stumbling across it and I was a huge Muppet kid. And yeah. so it was weird that I didn't know. Yeah, there that's... podcasts that were going to be like, you know, <laughs> speculating on what's going to happen in that for <laughs> right. two months before the special. Yeah. And so that's just, it's like, it's just a very, they basically, they all go, the whole gang goes to surprise Fozzie's mother. <laughs> for christmas <laughs> and uh even the sesame street and fraggle rock folk all show up as so well this is extra special yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think there is something uh uh about that like literally the word special like i mean mm-hmm. there's plenty of things in pop culture that you know this is an extravaganza but like back then that really was special like because these kind of things are not going to be on the rest of the year yeah at all there's no way to see that. You rewatch that uh, every year to get your yeah, your Christmas mojo. <laughs> but yeah, I, re- I just I've been really busy so far this year, and I haven't uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of like we put some things on like while we were decorating and stuff, but that hasn't uh, that hasn't come out. Okay, yet. is that on Blu-ray? Is it easy to track down these no, days? Well, it, your best bet is YouTube actually. Okay, uh, and because well, it's it's doubly weird because I do have it on DVD, which I think is also out of print now. But the uh, sorry, this is getting nerdy about this. Uh, the DVD came out, I think, after or no, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up things. The DVD 
is missing some scenes because <laughs> of music rights. Oh, okay. So they weren't, they just didn't put certain segments on. And there's like a, there's a really weird cut at one point where just like, it makes, doesn't make any sense because they had to cut and out the whole Fozzie's mom segment. just doesn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so YouTube is, is the best bet anyways, because okay. YouTube has the whole thing on it. So yeah. How do you feel about It's a Wonderful Life? Here's the thing. Never seen it. Wow, that's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a I was talking about that the other day with somebody. There's like a handful of like those especially the like classic ones like yeah. that that it seems like I should know and love that I have not seen. I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen Miracle on thirty fourth street either. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have a perfect vehicle with your podcast. I know. To like do a first viewing. I would seriously suggest watching It's a Wonderful Life because there is something so fascinating to me that it became a holiday classic. It obviously has elements of holiday to it, but uh, yeah. obviously you know the general gist of the story. Uh you know, I'm not positive. I think I do, but I'm not positive. <laughs> this is so awesome that I have an opportunity to not spoil It's a Wonderful Life. So I'm not going to ask you any follow-up uh, questions. Come back next year and we'll do our special It's a Wonderful Life episode of Obsessed. Uh, how about Love Actually? Everybody has a very strong opinion about that movie. Do you do you despise that movie? Uh, I don't despise it, but I don't like it very much. Yeah. Um, like I never saw it until a couple of years ago, and... Yeah, I, I kept hearing like, "Oh, that's like the best Christmas movie," and I watched it. I was like, "This is this is the thing everybody's <laughs> so into." Uh, yeah, it just it's it's fine, but I I I don't even know if I ever need to watch it again. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I guess I'm more in the I didn't like it than the liked it. Okay, um, but I, yeah, I didn't feel hatred towards it. I was just like, yeah, it just felt like it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you now? To me, I think the goal of that movie, whether it's successful or not, is to get towards what this feeling of connection and, and love and humanity is that, in theory, should be brought out by yeah. our special December times. Uh-huh. Um, would you want to see a movie that tries to capture the heart of what you actually love sure. about Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm pro Christmas anything like you throw Christmas into something and I immediately kind of like will take like you just if I watch a thing and I just see like a Christmas tree in the background I'm like ooh, it's at Christmas <laughs> like it's that simple for me okay so yeah if you like really go for like the heart of what I like about it then yeah I'm gonna be all in yeah. okay cool cool I know you like to have some kind of fun weird questions uh, and I know that's what you do a lot on Fleece Navi Pod with Todd so I have a couple for you if you could hang out with one of these Christmas characters, who would you pick to just hang out with? Okay. Rudolph, Frosty, or John McClane from Die Hard? <laughs> I mean, I want to say John McClane, but at the same time, doesn't he kind of seem kind of dickish, though? I think he would not yeah. be the great, like, great, hey, yeah, if I'm trapped in a building <laughs> or an airport or a bad relationship or wherever John McClane can rescue me from, fine. But just to hang out with, yeah, kind of a dick. Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna go Rudolph on that. All right, because I was uh, that was just I, I I liked I never had much of a, me and Frosty never had much of a connection. <laughs> <laughs> the Ru- the Rudolph special was much more of a part of my childhood than the yeah. Frosty one ever was. Is it just because it was that awesome Rankin Bass weird? Uh, animation or stop motion or whatever it is. It probably didn't hurt. Yeah, I, yeah, because it was so much. Yes, I feel like I didn't even understand it as a kid. I was yeah. Like, Wait, what is this? Because it was even uh, even though that had been around for a long time, you didn't see a whole lot like that though. Yeah. 
until a few years later with the California raisins. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was just that was always a, a thing I would be excited to watch, and I, I remember watching the the Frosty the Snowman thing. But yeah, I don't know. It yeah, I never it wasn't really as cool to me. No, Frosty was just like a very traditionally animated show about loss. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need that. It's also that's also one of those Christmas songs that's a that's a hard one to cover and make very cool. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, well, yeah. Rudolph kind of is too. But I feel like I've heard more versions of Rudolph that I find fun than I do of Frosty the Snowman. Is it because they're both so sing-songy that there's you can't really play with the melody much? I think so. Yeah, there's something about that melody that just, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just, it sounds like a children's song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's no way to like, unless you get Tom Waits to sing it, there's no right. way to like get away from that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Which of these Christmas characters would win in a fight? Scrooge versus Ralphie Parker from A Christmas Story. A physical confrontation between <laughs> these Christmas titans. I mean, I got to go with Ralphie because, I mean, you saw the way he laid into uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Scut, which I never realized until a few years ago his name is Scut, not Scott. It's Scut. Scut. It's, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and screw he's a frail old man. Frail old so. man. So you, what you're saying on this Christmas podcast is Ralphie Parker would murder Scrooge with his fists. <laughs> I think that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Do you think about Christmas every day? Hmm. I'm going to go with that's likely. Yeah. It's, it's like, because it's, it's a, you know, it's kind of become, in a way, one of my jobs. Kind yeah. Because of. So, you said you're always researching the songs. You're yeah. obviously always working on the podcast. So that's part of the joke is that it's year-round. Yeah. Have you ever resented starting the podcast? Has it ever made actual Christmas time feel less special? I would say the only the only way that it has, but at the same time, I still don't dislike this. Like it, it's made things a lot busier for me. Yeah. Uh, because, but in a way, that's great. Like I love doing fun things like this and whatever. Like where people people are now, I have like I'm not reputation's a strong word, but <laughs> I have a, a little bit of a reputation for being the guy that loves Christmas now. So like I'll get asked to come do things or i like trying to put things together at christmas time uh so i've become busier this time of year and so maybe sometimes it takes away from actually having a moment to enjoy it yeah much. but i'm enjoying it in different ways and i i was honestly a little bit worried when i first started doing the podcast that it would make me sick of it but it actually has worked the opposite Oh, really? Like, I weirdly get more excited about it now. Right, so, like, it's August, you are sweating, you are listening to some horrible, ironic uh, Christmas song about something violent happening to Santa, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, soon it will be Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like, I kind of, like, when it starts, yeah, around, yeah, August or something, I'll, I will be like, oh, it's getting kind of close. Like, <laughs> and it, it does become, it seems like this thing, it's like, uh, like it's, it's never going to get here, but when it does, it's like, oh, it's here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. When people walk into your home, can they tell that you're obsessed with Christmas just by looking around? At Christmas time or just all year long? Any time. Uh, At Christmas time, I'd imagine. Well, actually, they couldn't because everybody's house is not yeah. everybody's, but plenty of people have Christmas stuff up. If somebody walks into your house in March, can they tell you're obsessed with Christmas? No. They will, no, they will not okay. know. Uh, I used, <laughs> at my old place, I did, uh, in the room where I would record the podcast, I did keep up a, a tiny Christmas tree all year round. Oh, really? It, yeah, just like a little, like, desktop one. Uh, I don't do that anymore uh, since I moved. Um, but yeah, if you, if you come pre, 
like mid November. Yeah. You're you're you wouldn't you wouldn't know. But okay. yeah, if you we and we started we've decorated early the last couple of years. I used to again always wait till after Thanksgiving, but we've been gone a little earlier the last few years and uh yeah, we try to try to go all and I think it I think it keeps growing a little bit each year. Okay, too. so now when somebody walks into your home, like if I was to come to your home right now, it would be damn, it is Christmas. Every corner of this house is it like no, intense it's not, or it's, the the like living room area is living room into the kitchen kind of uh it's pretty there's a lot going on there uh it has spread a little bit to the bathroom this year <laughs> christmas has spread to the bathroom <laughs> that is that is like i don't know how the, the wife would feel about this but there is this part of me that yeah i want it to continue growing every year and like everywhere everywhere you look in the house there's yeah. some, at least something <laughs> i like the way you're sort of describing it like it is this infestation that is like <laughs> spreading like there's just tinsel on the wall it's just crawling uh how did it how did it spread into the bathroom how is christmas represented in your bathroom uh, well i think because i just like keep acquiring new things every year and so it kind of was just like God, what do we do with some of this stuff <laughs> and uh yeah, surprisingly, my my wife actually was the one who started putting a few things in there, and I wasn't going to complain about that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. It's like it's nothing crazy, but we had some like garlands that she like hung around the mirror, and um, we had this big like ugly sweater nutcracker thing <laughs> that she put on the counter in there, and yeah, so just a few little things like that. It's not too overboard in the bathroom. I do have a uh, snowflake shower curtain. So. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel nice and chilly, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, would you or have you had a Christmas themed birthday party? No. And I don't know that I would. I think my uh doing the podcast year round is is I'm good. Yeah. Like that's that's good. I I don't really need it all year long. Yeah. Cuz I think it would maybe suck some of the not fun but like just how special it feels to me. Yeah, going way. back to it's a Muppet special. Yeah, that's it's an actually special time because it doesn't yeah. happen. And I think that's interesting uh, for me to think about this obsession compared to other obsessions. Like, you know, if you're uh, you know, I've had people who are just like obsessed with an emotion, you know, like I mm-hmm. had a person who's like, well, I'm really obsessed with fear and thinking through it. And what is fear? Like nobody there's not a time in the month where we set aside to celebrate fear. <laughs> but, like your obsession is we have a whole month where we celebrate it. So you don't need to create other times. Yeah. To do it. Yeah. And the, the, again, the podcast is already doing that in a way, although we kind of treat it like it's, it's basically, we treat it like a year round Christmas special that just constantly gets derailed. Though. <laughs> it's really what happens most of the year. Yes. It's just in the, again, it's like the setting of Christmas yeah. and it just goes off in a million directions. The spirit of the Muppets. You're still surprising Fozzie's mother all <laughs> yes. these years later. <laughs> Would you get in a fight with a family member if they insulted Christmas? Uh, no. It's again, I if you don't like it, you don't like it. Okay. It's like I'm not I'm not a I'm not a pusher. I'm not a Christmas right. pusher. I, I I like it and I like if you like it, but like, you know, we've had guests on the podcast that didn't like it. Well, yeah. Todd, like I said, Todd doesn't really like it. <laughs> so like like what you want to like. It's yeah. fine. I'm sure you probably like something stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure I do. Uh, but what if it wasn't a matter of you pushing Christmas on them, but rather somebody trying to take Christmas from you? If it was somebody saying, Tony, you're an adult. You still watch that Muppet special on YouTube. You're wearing a sweater. Like, it's just a holiday. Let it go. 
Like if somebody challenged you on your love of it, how far would you go to defend it? Hmm. I mean, I would definitely defend it. I would have, I mean, I don't know. How far is far? <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I think just, the, I think what I'm interested in with this question is when we're obsessed with something, we can often just say like, great, this is mine. And hey, everybody, you do you. And this thing is mine. Mm-hmm. But then there's sometimes where people come for the thing that you love yeah. and say, you shouldn't love that anymore. And I'm right. interested in when people are would break and say, I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to get a little pissed. Yeah, it it takes quite a bit generally to get me like to really raise my voice and get okay. super worked up. So yeah. I think I think I might get annoyed and and talk to you about it a little bit and maybe get a little heightened here and there. But like <laughs> overall, I'm just gonna kind of be like whatever, whatever. Yeah, you go away. This is my thing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, would you get a tattoo of Santa Claus? No, <laughs> I, I have zero zero tattoos, which always surprises people as a person that toured for over a decade. Yeah, yeah. it just seems like at some point you would fall asleep and somebody would <laughs> put one on you. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I just thought you wanted one. It's the drummer of a band. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. It's I don't know. I'm not a tattoo guy. I never cared. Okay, if you were going to get one uh, for Christmas, if you suddenly became a tattoo person, what symbol or idea would encapsulate Christmas enough? It would probably be some sort of, because uh, I'm such a nerd about pop culture stuff, and, you know, anytime they link Star Wars and or Muppets and things like that yeah. to Christmas, uh, like, I'll really eat that up. Okay. So it would probably be some sort of imagery. And, I mean, it gets as simple as, like, take a Yoda, but then you put a Santa hat on him. And it's like, <laughs> oh, now I want it. You know? <laughs> so, I have that actual yeah. action figure. As do yes, I. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it would probably be something along those lines. I was trying to think if there was like a specific image I could think okay. of from that, uh, Muppet Christmas special. Okay. But yeah. So something, something from there probably. It is a beautiful image to think of, uh, you pulling off your Christmas sweater and then your entire back <laughs> is a Yoda with a Santa hat. <laughs> thing of great beauty. Uh, would you wear a Christmas sweater every day for a year? No. Just too hot? <laughs> yeah, that's problem number one. Too hot. Yeah. Uh, well, what's funny is is uh, I, I have a good amount of them. I don't. I probably don't have as many as you'd think I do. Okay. But again, that is an ever-growing collection. But it is a funny thing. I'm, I am great at getting in my own head and getting okay. really self-conscious. And even like this one, I'm wearing one today. Yeah. And it's uh, great. And it's a, it's not just a, it's a Descendants Christmas sweater. So like a lot of people will like actually get like, oh, like Descendants, you know, people that like the Descendants, like get excited about it and ask me where I got it and stuff, which is cool. Like, and I've never, at least to my face, had anyone make fun of me for wearing one. But like, there is this part of me that when I put them on sometimes I'm like, am am I like not, am I going to look really lame to everybody? Oh no. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah, doing it year round, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to take that uh that risk. Yeah. I don't I yeah. feel that way about like some of my geeky t shirts like there's days where just like, yes, I want to be loud and proud that yeah. I like this thing. And other days it's like I just want to go to the grocery store. Uh-huh. I don't want anybody to ask me, <laughs> you know, what is what is that strange symbol on your t shirt? Yeah. Well the legend of Zelda is uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like to I like strangers to leave me alone generally. So <laughs> the nice Christmas sweater that just says, Leave me the <laughs> yeah. fuck alone. But in Christmassy letters with some yeah, bells. Yeah, so it's fun. <laughs> uh, so this one might take a little bit of discussion. Okay. But if you had to wrestle a bear to save Christmas, <laughs> would you do that? 
What kind of bear are we talking? Here? <laughs> uh, let's go seasonal and have it be a polar bear. Polar bear. Ooh. It's Thank drinking you. a Coke and everything. <laughs> <laughs> they do seem vicious. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, what, what kind of danger are they putting Christmas in? <laughs> well, here is one of the things that, that is fascinating to me about all, all those old kind of specials. Uh-huh. It was often what was at stake is saving Christmas. Yeah. And sometimes it was like, oh, Santa's got a stomach flu or something <laughs> and he can't make the deliveries. Uh-huh. And other times they're just sort of like getting people in a better mood for Christmas. So you're saving Christmas with by spreading that spirit of just joy and celebration uh you know and friendliness yeah so if let's say how about this you're animated okay so is the bear and no one will feel joy during christmas unless you wrestle the bear (laughs) well here's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna i think i'm getting off on a technicality here because we're both animated so it doesn't sound like i'm gonna get hurt in this scenario yeah because when's the last time you saw an animated Christmas special where there was lots of blood and things like that? <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm probably, even if I don't win, yeah, I'm going to be okay in the end. Okay, so you would wrestle the bear. In this particular scenario, <laughs> this particular animated scenario, I'm going to wrestle the shit out of that bear. <laughs> okay, and now as I'm thinking through it, I swear to God I didn't think about this. I think the perfect ending to that scenario would be, it turns out that the bear didn't actually want to wrestle. It wasn't angry. It just needed a hug. And then by you wrestling with it, the bear finds joy and peace. Now we got something. <laughs> the true spirit of Christmas. <laughs> uh, here's the final how obsessed are you question. If by celebrating Christmas you had to skip all other holidays, would you still celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah it's like it's not even close for me like i don't i don't really care about most of the other ones okay like you're not a halloween person no i'm not well yeah uh, that always surprises people i I really have never been huge on halloween but if if i am doing something on halloween i do like to go for it yeah like i don't necessarily seek something out but if i get like invited to a party or like the band used to play shows on halloween sometimes like and so if i'm gonna do something i like to do it right and like really go for it but I'd also be fine with it just not existing. Like okay. it really is, is it's kind of just whatever for me. Yeah. And yeah, the uh Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas would just be sort of inexplicable because <laughs> Halloween is gone now. I kinda like that idea. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's just yeah, Christmas is like far and easily. I mean, okay. although Arbor Day <laughs> It is a tree that yeah. could be a Christmas tree on Arbor Day. Uh can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Christmas? Hell, hell, hell. <laughs> Was that Santa or an elf? A lot of people don't know. Not a lot of people have never heard what Santa actually sounds like. You think that is the true voice of Santa Claus? I think so. Well, I think that's a thing of I've beauty. done a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how it was like Santa letting you in on a secret. Like, come here, buddy. I got all something for you. How, how, how? He's a little sassier than people know. I have people rate their obsession. I don't know. uh, I think this might be newer since you last did the podcast, but I have a scale of one to seven, seven being the highest, one being the lowest. How obsessed do you think you are with Christmas? I'll go, I'll go six. Okay. Because I am very into it and it's not, it's not an act. I do love it, but there are definitely people that go way beyond me. Yeah. Well, who goes beyond you? Like, 
well, I mean, the church or like, uh, <laughs> well, no, just like, I mean, I think there are those people that, um, do kind of maybe embrace it a little bit more all year round. Okay. And, uh, and like really go nuts with the decorations at their house. Like, you know, we have a lot, but like, it's not, it's not anything like you're not going to drive by our house or even come in our house and go, holy shit. Yeah. And you know, there, are, there are plenty of houses that will make you do that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not one of those. Although maybe someday, yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But I, my sense of your obsession and of you uh-huh. in general, of you wouldn't do the Christmas explosion on the outside of your home unless it was something that you felt passionate about. Because even though you like have a podcast and everything, there's nothing about your obsession with Christmas that seems performative. Mm-hmm. That you're like trying to communicate to everybody, like, hey, I want to do all your Christmas podcasts and your Christmas songs, so I'm going to let you know that I'm the Christmas guy. It seems like this is your thing for you. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the decorations that I have, I don't I don't put them up because I feel like I have to. Yeah. Like it's I I want them there. Yeah. And yeah, any of the any of those things I buy, be it the decorations or the sweaters or whatever, it's like, yeah, I got it because I want it and it makes me happy. And it's yeah. a great obsession to have because it makes you happy. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty damn good. <laughs> so uh, some quick plugs, and we'll do our final questions. Uh, where can people find you and anything you want to plug besides the podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. Um, TonyThaxton.com for all the everything. Let's see. I plugged most of it. Oh, and uh, my... The podcast has a Patreon where we do bonus episodes, but also I have one, and I, I think you mentioned it earlier. I write a new Star Wars song every single week. Amazing. Um, and, yeah, it's a new character every week. Uh, and, actually, for the month of December, I'm making all of them Christmas-themed as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm taking stupid to stupider. <laughs> uh, and uh, depending on when this comes out, I think this is sounds like it's maybe coming out the day this is happening, but if you hear this on time... Uh, December 18th at Nerd Melt in the back of uh, Meltdown Comics, we're doing a, our second annual uh, Felice, let's see, say the name right, the Felice Navipods, Felice Navidad variety show. <laughs> uh, and we have an insane lineup. Um, and we're raising money for Planned Parenthood. Yeah, just a few names. We have uh, Rory Scovel, Nick Thune, April Richardson, um, Mandy Moore is playing, wow. which is crazy. Colin Hanks is going to do something. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, 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 let's see. Daniel Van Kirk, uh, Don't Stop or We'll Die is going to play. Uh, Chris Sullivan uh, from the show This Is Us is going to oh, play cool. some music with Mandy Moore. And then also uh, Taylor Goldsmith of the band Dawes. Uh, they're all going to do some stuff together. Uh, and I think that's everybody. And I'll feel like an ass if I forgot somebody. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be super fun. Last year was so much fun. December 18th, if yeah. this gets out on time. That's so. an insane lineup. And uh, yeah. and if people miss it this year, I'm sure you'll do one next year. So this is a pre-advertisement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, all those same people will be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, here's some uh, quick plugs for this very podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out my Star Wars podcast feed, Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff like that, you can check out my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. I've got a bunch of live obsess coming up, one in Minneapolis in December and one in San Francisco as part of the SF Sketchfest in January. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we're obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephsgrimshaw. 
All right, so final questions. Normally, these are just kind of fun, weird questions, but I, I holidayed them up for you. All right. Uh, if you could have an advent calendar with any type of thing behind the little doors, what would be behind the doors? Ooh. Uh, well, this exists, and I weirdly, I, it's like I almost buy it every year. Okay. But there, <laughs> and I, I never have. Uh, but there is a Lego Star Wars advent calendar. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a different character, or is it just like, here is the leg of Admiral Akbar behind each door? <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure, um, but I, I think... It might not necessarily be a character each time, but it's like sometimes I think it's a character and sometimes it might be like a little, I don't know, wreath or something. Okay. Like, so it does like create this whole little like scene or something kind of. But yeah, okay. I keep, I think they sell out pretty quick every year. So I've heard. Okay. So, yeah. Is there a reason that you've resisted? Uh, Is it just that they sell out or are you holding back for some reason? Oh, it's just, it becomes one of those things where it's like, I should spend my money on other things. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, that's like one that, even though it sounds fun and it's cool, I like it. It's I'm not necess- gonna necessarily reuse that every year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's just a, a one year thing. Yeah. If you could shoot one or the other out of your hands, which would you pick? Candy canes or eggnog? <laughs> I mean, the thought of shooting eggnog out of my hands makes me laugh. So I think I gotta go that way because I just sounds disgusting in a really delightful does. way. <laughs> a very very festive party. Like, oh, here comes Mr. Eggnog Hands. <laughs> yeah, just walk. You need, uh, need a refill? <laughs> <laughs> Truly disturbing. I would definitely go with candy canes myself. I mean, just uh, they, they, you seem like they can be weaponized. <laughs> Horrible. I'm an awful person. The final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness oh boy yeah i know uh, boy don't i wish i knew <laughs> uh here's how i'm gonna answer that okay I'm gonna list some <laughs> things that make me happy my wife christmas uh s- sometimes music <laughs> <laughs> fair enough uh and i would feel ashamed saying this maybe if i was anywhere else yeah but i'm gonna say star wars star wars I think that's great. I think it's great. Uh, I mean, Christmas is long associated with lists. And I think that's a perfectly valid way to end a podcast about Christmas by just listing the yeah. things that make you happy. I, I don't know if that's how you wanted that answered, but God damn it, that's how I answered it. I want that answer however people want to answer it. So thanks for going to List Town, which is the first time somebody just said, screw it, I'm going to do a list. This is great. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. How, how, how?